Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Actress and reality TV star Kenya Moore was just in town over the weekend for the ubiquitous Women's Expo at the Washington Convention Center. We spoke about her experience on The Real Housewives of Atlanta and life as a single mom of her so-called miracle baby. Hey, hey, it's Kenya. Hey, hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in D.C. Hey, Jason, no worries. How are you? Doing good, doing good. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, we should tell the listeners the reason we're talking is, yeah, we can get the Real Housewives of Atlanta in a minute. But first, we got to talk about the reason you're in D.C. You're coming to the eighth annual Ubiquitous Women's Expo at the Washington Convention Center in D.C. Uh, what will you be doing at the expo? I know the theme is unmasking the possibilities and you have, you know, the, the, the Kenya Moore hair care line. You know, what, what are we going to see if we turn out to the expo? You know, I am just going to be there being fabulous, darling. Fabulous. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to be there um, meeting and greeting people. Of course, I'll have my booth, which is selling Kenya Moore Hair Care. We're now in over 3,000 doors, including Sally Beauty and CVS. Um, but there are going to be so many um, opportunities for people to uh, do meet and greets, for people to learn, to have a, an opportunity to, to listen to panels, uh, concerts, uh, purchase other uh, things that, that are there. But most importantly, there are a lot of um, uh, events that are happening as well. Uh, and a lot of things that will help you to like learn more about business, learn more about yourself, uh, learn more about how you can help other people. It's just a, it's just kind of like this amazing bazaar of sisterhood and empowerment. Awesome. Awesome. And you mentioned, you know, the the 3000 stores, including Sally Beauty and CVS. Don't you, the CVS is a little more recent, right? Don't you have like a couple exclusive products just exclusive to CVS? I actually do. They CVS has my brand new leave-in conditioner, which is so amazing. I'm so proud of this one because I put everything, including the kitchen sink, in it to keep your hair, <laughs> to keep your hair healthy and growing, and to stop the damage. And then they also have my more edges, which I cannot um, keep on the shelves. And right now, it's one of our best sellers to help. Um, stimulate your hair, you, you, you know, your hairline, what a lot of people know as uh, edges. So that product is doing exceedingly well. It's one of our, um, our leaders in sales. And it's just an amazing line, you know, to, to love the hair that you were born with. The line is uh, formulated to get your hair healthy and strong and growing again. Um, and it's my namesake and, and also my legacy for my daughter. So um, I'm really proud of it. It works. We have amazing reviews and we, we're just very proud that people are giving our, our small company a chance. And now our small company is a medium sized company and hopefully one day we'll be a real giant in this business. Yeah, I think it's small to medium and then soon it'll it'll be a giant for sure. You mentioned your daughter just a few seconds ago. Um, you're, you know, you're, I guess, a single mom to daughter, Brooklyn. She's three and a half years old. You call her your, quote, miracle baby. Why, why, do you, why is that? Well, you know, I had her very late in life. I, I, I grew up, um, you know, being raised by my grandmother. My, my mother and dad were teenagers when they had me. And so, you know, I had a rough time. Um, you know, growing up without my mom, without, you know, my parents. And there were a lot of um, things that ensued from that. But um, 
you know, it was a tough time for me, but it taught me to be resilient. Um, and what I really wanted more than anything in life was to have a family. And so I waited, you know, for the best to come along. And finally I met someone that I wanted to have a family with, but it, it was difficult, um, you know, waiting that late in life, you know, there, there's a great window for women to have a baby. And I was like, kind of beyond that window a little bit. So with the help of IVF and prayer, I had my amazing miracle baby, um, Brooklyn, who is the most incredible child that I think anyone could ever ask for. And she's thriving. She's healthy. She's so smart. And most importantly, she's just amazingly kind and, um, I, I just am so happy and proud to call her my my child, my daughter. Oh, yeah. IVF and prayer. That's a powerful combination right there. Yes. Uh, well, you mentioned IVF, though. Uh, and, and so I wanted to really quick ask, aren't you in it? You're also an ambassador to the Baby Quest Foundation, don't they? they I believe they provide grants for folks uh, facing fertility issues. Uh, so, yeah. How did you get you know involved with them? Well, you know, I was always raised to, like, you know, give back. Um I am fortunate enough to have an amazing job on, you know, the Real Housewives of Atlanta, being able to have this business that really supports myself and my daughter and being in a financial position to be able to afford IVF. Unfortunately, there are a lot of families out there that can't. And I just did not think that it's 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 fair that money should be um, that that shit money is a prohibitor from having a child or a family. So I wanted to give back. So I created a grant with um, Baby Quest, and um, they were gracious enough to allow me to work with their amazing foundation. And um, through the grant that I personally created with them, a child was born. So my grant helped uh, a family have a child from the the Detroit area, which is where I'm from. And um, I, I'm continuing my work with them so that we can help other families that want to have a baby. I mean, sometimes, you know, someone may need something that doesn't cost as much. Like maybe there's someone who needs um, IUI or um, maybe there's there's a, a um, you know, a, there are a lot of ways that people um, call family, you know, and what that looks like for them. It could be a single uh, person, a single man, a single woman. It could be a family that wants an additional child, but the mother may have gone through um, cancer and is even unable to have kids. Um, uh, So there's just so many different ways that BabyQuest helps different kinds of families. Um, And I love that they're so inclusive to, you know, like I said, a single mom, a single dad, gay families, uh, Asian, black, white, you name it, they do not discriminate. And that's really what I was very attracted to because they did not think that, um, you know, that having a child should only look like one way, uh, you know, a married couple that's just having, you know, needing to have a family. So I love that they support all families. Oh, that's so great. You're helping out those other families of, of all types. Um, now, of course, you know, we were talking about your daughter. She Brooklyn's only three and a half. Does she does she have any awareness that her mom is like a, you know, reality TV star on Real Housewives of Atlanta? Like, is, is, she, is she aware of of you on the show or, or is she even in? She's she probably in parts of the show, though. She has now become aware that she's in the TV, like, you know, how she says it. Um 
But the funniest thing about Brooklyn is that she goes around chanting sometimes my the slogan that I have um, that I created while I was on the show. And she goes around sometimes and she goes, Kenya, more hair care. And I'm like, <laughs> it is the funniest thing to hear your child at three say your name, you know, not not mommy, but to actually say your whole name. Right. It's just so fascinating and so bizarre at the same time. A walking, talking uh, billboard for the product. <laughs> um, right. That's cool. Well, I know you, gosh, you were on the show for how long? Like, uh, you've been on for over it's my a tenth, decade, right? Yeah, it's my it's my 10th season. Um, so many memories, so many uh good, bad, and ugly, as I call it, when I look back on it. But it's it's just been such a blessing in my life and affording me the opportunity to, obviously, the financial part, which is to take care of my child, but also just to create things that I'm just very passionate about, which, again, it comes down to hair care. And um, most recently, people got to see me doing some building, you know, and some, some um, advice about uh, interior design and things like that. So, you know, I, I love that I can follow my dreams, you know, and the show helps me to do that and help people um, who who watch us that are maybe identifying in a certain situation that I'm going through or someone else on the show is going through. And if they see that we've pulled out of a depression or we pulled out of, you know, a scenario where we're having issues with our own children or we're trying to find love. I mean, you know, there's so many ways that women and men identify with watching our show. Um, and it actually helps them sometimes to, to, to uh, navigate their own issues in life. So not a bad job, you know, at the end of the day, not a bad job when you can look back and say, by sharing your story, you actually helped other people. Oh, yeah, for sure. And what would you say, like, you know, we all have ideas of, you know, what what reality shows are, you know, but what would you say, like, are some, some misconceptions that, that viewers might have, you know, from you're on the flip side of actually getting to do it. So like, well, let me let me ask it this way. You know, when you first started 10 years ago, what was your per perception of what reality TV shows like that were versus now having done it 10 years, you've sort of seen behind the curtain how it works? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been production, you know, I, I came from being, um, you know, well, former Miss USA, but also an actress for, you know, 30, 20, 30 years now. Um, and so I kind of know how production works. But I think that um, for me being in it, um, I thought I would have a little bit more control over how my story is told. Ha, was I wrong, you know? Um and what I do you mean by viewers, that? It's like it's more in the editing, you mean, or? Yeah, so it's more in the editing. You know, I think that I, I think that you would, and I think the viewers think that the show is in real time. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions people have is that when they're watching the show, I think they think it's like the Super Bowl, like they're watching it live, <laughs> you know, and it's not that way. It's, it, it was filmed, you know, six months prior. And so when they see things play out, and then they see us on social media and, or they see us, you know, in a different scenario, they're like, wait a minute, didn't you just do this yesterday? Or didn't this just happen where they're not understanding that it was filmed six months prior and you're, you're getting the story, you know, not in real time. So I think on that's delay. the big, yeah, it's on delay. And I think that's the biggest misconception that people have. And also that it's scripted. I think people think that, you know, we're just following a script and we're not, our show is not scripted. And so I think that's one of the other biggest um, misconceptions um so yeah uh 
I think that's the that's the top two. I think top two, top three. So it's more that they, you know, it's not scripted like a lot of some people think. It's more they just shoot a bunch of footage and then, like you're saying, a lot of times they find the storylines in in the editing. So. Yes, and they and they bridge it with like confessions and what people say and how they tell the story. And sometimes the story is not exactly how you remember it, you know. <laughs> so right, exactly. It's like, you know, so I think it's pretty funny. Um, you know, when you get those episodes, you kind of just hold your breath and uh, you just never know how things will will be cut together, you know. Oh, yes. Uh, sometimes A plus B equals C is different. The C in the in the edit there, how they edit it is completely different <laughs> than what you were expecting. Right. right? Exactly. Um, but cool. Well, why should we um, I guess before we run, why should our tease the current season? Why should our listeners t- tune into the, the current season of, of Real Housewives of Atlanta? What, why, you know, how does it separate from the other other past seasons? I mean, this show, I mean, we're we're um we had a great season. It was different. It was fresh. Um, we're nearing the end of it, but also we're getting ready to go into our reunion, um, which, you know, the viewers watch all season to get to the reunion. I mean, it's just like the Super Bowl, <laughs> uh, the Academy Awards of reality TV. So I think um, we had an amazing season with a lot of drama, with a lot of love, with a lot of, you know, quote unquote, hate and angst. Um, and you know, we're getting ready to gear up for the reunion, which is going to be airing in, in likely three parts in a few uh, weeks. And so you get to see how it all ends up at the end of the day and who will remain friends, who will get to uh, confront, you know, their grievances with other, you know, cast members and how it all plays out. So I think the most explosive reunions are when we've had controversial uh, seasons and that's what you're going to get. So you got to watch it for the drama, but you got to watch it to see how it all ends up. Absolutely. Well, tune in for that and the reunion. But before any of that, you got to come out to the Washington Convention Center this weekend in D.C. for the eighth annual Ubiquitous Women's Expo. Check out all the Kenya Moore hair care line products and all the other cool stuff that's going to be there this weekend at the convention. Yeah, we've got great speakers. We've got Ian Levanzan. We've got some other real housewives. We've got performers. We've got products. We've got seminars we've got pitch meetings where if you have a business that you think will do well you can get in front of the people that can make it happen for you so come down to ubiquitous it's the place to be um if you got ideas if you got uh if you want to see some stars and celebrities if you want to buy some innovative products uh if you want to hear about mental health or getting how to get over cancer how to take care of loved ones we've got something for everyone so come down to ubiquitous and try us out Um, and just share in this amazing thing called sisterhood and empowerment. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Uh, Be well, and thanks again. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.